It's Tim Gillette, and we're back here with another Tim Gillette show. Today's guest, Dana Humphrey. I know nothing about this woman other than she looks cool. She sounded cool in the couple of seconds we had to talk on screen, all right? But other than that, I'm going to get to know her just like you. Now, she's got to be cool because I only let the coolest people on the planet on this show. So let's get a dig right in. Let's get to find out who Dana is and what she does and how she helps people. Hello, Dana. Hello, J hello, Tim. How's it going? <laughs> All right. Where, 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 where do you live, by the way? I live um, in Rockaway Park, New York. It's in Queens on the beach by JFK. Oh, oh, you had me up until you said New York. <laughs> oh, you're you're not a New York fan. I grew up in the Poconos. You're the other side to me. <laughs> I like it here. Have you lived there your whole life? Nope. No. Uh, where are you from originally? I was born in Canada, grew up in London, England, and then mainly grew up in California. Okay. So you did get smarter along the way. All right. You know, Canada, England, uh, California, New York. So you did get smarter. Someday we'll get you to come down on here to Texas, visit us. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Told you we were going to have a little bit of fun, huh? Anyway. Um, so, uh, you know, Dan, I understand that you're in the PR business. All right. Now, uh, you, the PR stunt person, or are you the PR, like, let me get you business. You know, sometimes we, sometimes we pull some stunts. What's yeah. well, well, I want to go down that road because I've pulled PR stunts online. I'm like known for it, but anyway, yeah. tell me some stunts you guys have pulled for your clients. Um, all right. So we used to, we used to work with, um, we specialize in the pet industry. So most of our clients are, um, pet product manufacturers. So dog and cat stuff. So we used to work with a company called Evermore and they were the first ones as two, uh, two female co-founders and one was a chef and one was, um, I don't know the other, the other partner. And, um, they ate dog, their dog food for a month, um, online every day. And they were featured on the today show. And this was like, we, you know, now it's like everybody does that. Yeah, yeah. But that was like the, this was the first one. Yeah. This was the first one. This was like many years ago, like, like 10 years ago. Still, I mean, that's like bravery. I remember the 1980s. Now, again, I, I grew up in Pennsylvania and Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. There was a, a, a bunch of people like through the winter camped out on the top of a billboard to win a house. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Were you like, one of them? Huh? Were you one of them? No, I was not one of them. So. <laughs> um, I, I did do, though, uh, I worked on the, you know, the promotions team, um, like a non-credited position on the promotions team for a radio station in Philadelphia. So, like, when they needed somebody crazy to do something, I was the crazy guy doing it uh, to get others involved. So, like, they got one crazy to call in. That would be me. Other would go, okay, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Crazy Tim, Joe, Sam, whoever I was that day, all right, was going to do it. So if Crazy Tim was going to do it, I'll do it too. Uh, so basically that's that was what my job was. And then I would go on to some of the bars and clubs they do and try to pull pranks on people while at the bar. So, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. nice. So my best to date PR stunt, though, is, is, the, uh, the, is when Blab. Do you remember the live streaming platform Blab? Were you on that a couple years ago? It kind of sounds familiar. I don't think I was on it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it was a it was a uh, a program that did live streaming, kind of similar to what we do mm -hmm. now, but it was all encompassed in its own site, and it was you could broadcast it to Twitter. I don't think it had the Facebook technologies, but if you look at my my logo down there with the green check into it, yeah, there was a thing on Blab that we actually told people they become Blab official, and we just put a green emoji next to their name. Nice. All right, and we did this as a PR stunt until yeah. Blab kind of said. Hey, can you stop? Because people are emailing us asking us how to become Blab official. And we don't have a Blab official. And like we were going to make T-shirts on it, cups, mugs. I was like, like my email list grew probably by about 3,000 people of people opting into my website to figure out how to get Blab official. That's awesome. What a way to great. To, to, yeah. The other one I did was I sold a, uh, um, I sold a Texas box of air. <laughs> For $20. Like the whole thing is, you know, a box. Texas Air, it's here. You want it. It's $20. And it was all built on that. How much was the shipping? To get people to go, okay, I got to see what's on the other side of this. So I'll pay the $20 to figure it out. And then, I mean, and then we gave them like a month in our in our monthly program. for It was $100. We gave it to them for $20 for the month to test it out. Great That's stunt. Cool. Everybody well, remembers me deal. for the stupid stunt, but like I didn't get long-term customers out of it. I got a... <laughs> boost of, of new people, but I didn't get new, a lot of long-term customers. So, yeah. Yeah. So. But sounds anyway. Like, sounds like Blab was like the original um, Clubhouse. Yes, it was Clubhouse with video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. And I know like, you know, what Zoom is, kind of Zoom was the most, of well, cross between Zoom and there was another couple platforms that did it. Now, everybody that was on Blab is kind of like in seven to 10 different places because they found a way they wanted to use it and they went with the person that offered them that. Mm -hmm. All right. Like me, we use StreamYard because it broadcasts to fate. I can broadcast to nine locations at one time. That's why we use it. it. Has nothing to do with there's a community in StreamYard. No, this had a community base with it. So basically you and I would be chatting in a room. All right. And, and the people will be in the comments over here and we could put two more people in the room, but four total. That was all we could do. Yeah. And, you just had a conversation with people and it was, it was good. A neat tool. Uh, some of my YouTube videos still have some of my recordings from it. So anyway, but so that was my, my things with PR, but uh, I'm sure you're a little more professional than Tim Gillette is. So <laughs> tell us some of the things uh, that, that you are helping and why, well, first of all, why did you choose just the pets to work in PR? So when I, um, Graduated from college. I have a degree in public relations mm -hmm. and um, my family dog, Winston, the pug moved in with me. And is that me echoing? I, I don't, we don't hear it on the show. It may be you, you echoing echo? to yourself. Yeah. I right. don't hear it. I'm echoing to myself. So um, basically I was a new college grad and um, was living in San Diego and ended up uh, working in the pet industry at a place called Muttropolis. So I was doing all the PR and marketing for Muttropolis and that's how I got into the pet space. And then I quit my job and I moved to New York city in 2008. And, um, I, I actually moved to New York for a job. I got laid off two months later and I decided to go full time with Whitegate PR. Mm -hmm. And, um, the first two years we were working with all types of consumer products and services, music, olive oil, um, you name it, like all kinds of different people. And I, it was a little too crazy. 
And I decided I really liked working with people in the pet industry. Um, They're passionate. They're nice people. Um, So, yeah, I pretty much focused on the pet space um, pretty soon in starting my career in in public relations. So, uh, but, but, you know, I think it's interesting that, you know, you, uh, 2008 getting stuck in New York, I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I mean, I remember 2008 in the, in the real estate bomb, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was fortunate enough to have investors in 2009 to buy at the bottom of the market. It's the only reason why I have a good real estate company is because I bought in the bottom of the market. But I can't imagine moving to New York of all places, losing your job in 2008. Oh, my gosh. that How yeah, much yeah. fear went through your mind in that? <laughs> I, I quit my job in um, in July of 2008 so I could start a job in New York City um, at Women for Hire in, um, in September 2008. And um, I hosted 10 career fairs for women in uh, like 12 different cities or so, 10 different cities. It was crazy. And um, yeah, in November, they let me go. And yeah. Um, you know what? It was all worked out. I never would have moved to New York. You know, I never would have moved to New York if it wasn't for that opportunity. And um, I love it here. Yeah. But isn't the PR space, isn't it best to be officed out in New York? I like that's the ideal place. Well, I would say they're in L.A. probably be the two best cities to, to run a business like that. Yeah. I mean, the networking here is phenomenal. Um, definitely was a great place to launch my PR business. And actually, during a time when a lot of businesses are in a lot of crisis, mm-hmm. um, they actually do need more marketing, more yes, public relations. Exactly. So it actually was not a bad time um, for me to start. Mm-hmm. Now, when you started it, you start like kitchen table, you and two or three friends or you know, <laughs> how did that start? Yeah, I was 25 years old. I had a lap, I had my college laptop and I, um, you know, was working from home. I lived with two roommates. Um, I had, you know, I had just moved to New York City. I was living in a furnished apartment in in the middle of Brooklyn. And um, I actually found my desk. It was like uh, in the junk pile next to a school. And it was like a little kid's <laughs> desk. And I, I was like, score a desk. So I brought it home with me. I had my little desk. And I was like, great, I'm, I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> Over the years, you know, things change and I had a real office and a boardroom and all kinds of things and a team. And um, eventually I moved back to working from home. Mm-hmm, but there's mm-hmm. been lots of phases of how the how the business has been structured. Well, I, and I would I would think with, during COVID, you know, everybody kind of, you know, even my wife worked from home during COVID. But like, you know, I, the corporate world, are, I, I can imagine you still wanting to get into the corporate world. But it's a unique twist then that you went with pets. That's unique because number one, that's the last thing people are going to give up. They're right. believe it or not, they yeah, they would give up eating before they'd give up their pets. Yeah, the pet industry is an eighty-four billion dollar industry. It's actually bigger than candy, movies, and video games combined. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking, like, you know, my yeah, my two cats are my world, but uh, my last cat was really my world. He had a blog and everything, but um, <laughs> uh, but you, yeah, it, it's I have like two cats also, huh? I have two cats also. Yeah, yeah. We have a I, brother sister cat now. We yeah, have cat, me too. Yeah. We had a cat that was now I was never a pet person. Mm-hmm. Um and my oldest stepson, when we sold my my father-in-law's house after he passed, and the house we had, all of us were living there. We had our kids were living there, both my stepsons and my daughter, and my wife and I, and my father-in-law. 
And like we looked at the size of the house. My wife were like, we travel all the time. Last thing I want to do is come home on Friday and have to reclean the house after you kids. You're all in your 20s now. It's time to move on. We're selling the house and we're going to go figure it out. Well, Ruben, my oldest stepson, he had a cat or two cats and a dog. And he went to an apartment. They only allowed two pets. So okay. he said to me, he says, Tim, will you watch over Safu? Because I know Safu is probably the most calmest of my cats. Will you watch over him uh, for six months for me? After six months, he got a house, all right, bigger space. He came back and says, well, I'll take Safu back. And I'm like, no, Safu's my cat now. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he had, a, I mean, and yeah, I, I created a blog around him, uh, you know, you know, Instagram account, you know, Facebook page. I mean, this cat had everything. And he, he's got like 1,500 subscribers. And he's long. He's passed. He 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 passed away in February. But still, it's like mm. pets are are it. It's it's if I could find a way to make around pets and blogs, I tell people that's the best place. If you don't know how to do a blog for your business, just start something for your cat or your dog, and you will Absolutely. do a ton more. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, huh? My car's running. It shouldn't be. My mom says my car's running. That's, that's, that could be problematic. Yeah. No, I can see, I can, look, yeah, I can look out the door and my car's locked. So anyway, yeah, and mom that's always alarm. comes over when I have a, when I have a podcast. So, right. Yeah. So anyway, so, um, you figured you need help. And this is my mom, mom, she, hey, mom. she's from Queens. From Queens. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Rockaway. Have you ever been to the beach out here? Yeah. Yeah. I I've think. actually been to Rockaway a ton of times. Once. Yeah. yeah. Nice. No, no. A nice area. It is. It yeah. is. It's a nice area. I just picked on her. I said, oh my gosh, you're from the other side of the other side of the river. <laughs> <laughs> I just so. came to see if you have a stapler. I do. Allow me to get my mom a stapler, Dana. Okay. All right. All right. So. Got some stapling to do. Should I make him dinner, Dana, for letting me use the stapler? It sounds like a nice idea. What are you making? Um, reservations. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Dana. See you. I, I, I'm very lighthearted in everything I do, Dana. Now you know. All right. Yeah, I told you, this is going to be the most interesting podcast and fun that you've ever been on about your business. <laughs> um. So it's interesting that you know what I mean. You were talking about pets, all right, and how you know so many people will be attached to their pets. How uh, how many pets did you go through before you went? You know, I just need to be in the pet business doing this in PR. You know, I really, I really just had um, Winston the pug, and um, he was older and he passed away. And mm -hmm. um, I actually am also the pet lady. It's a trade. Br trademarked brand that I created. Cool, um, cool. Yeah. I do a lot of TV segments talking about tips and tricks for pet owners as the pet lady. And, and um, really for gosh, the last long while I haven't, I haven't had any, um, any furry creatures. I had a fish for a while that I adopted. I had, um, I had a um, African water frog for a while that I adopted, mm -hmm. but I just got the, the, the kitties about a year ago. Mm -hmm. I, I was actually living in Guatemala for the first couple of months of the pandemic, and I fell in love with um, a cat that we named Regina. I have no idea what her real name is, um, but she would come visit us at the house in Guatemala. And when I came back, I was like, I need some I need some cats in my life. So I adopted um, Chance and Sassy. Mm -hmm. 
but I was, um, yeah, I was fur free for a while. Um, just, I had the, I had monster, the goldfish and I had, um, PC. Oh yeah. His name was Prince Charming, but I called him PC. Um, the, the, the water frog. I, I met a lady at a Christmas party and she was like complaining that she had to commute between her house in Greenwich to Miami to Manhattan and she couldn't take care of this frog anymore. It was her daughter's and her daughter had gone to college. And I was like, and she, the, the, the key factor that I said yes to, she said that the frog lived in Poland Springs water. And I was like, at the time I was getting Poland Springs water delivered to my house. And I was like, okay, great. I got this. I can totally watch PC. You know, he's welcome. So I had PC for a long time. Well, I mean, you've seen the movie, the movie, the, the Rocky movies, right? Yeah. And the Rocky movies, he's got those turtles in the first like movie or the second movie. Those were his real turtles that oh, he's, really? yeah, he still had, he, they were, and they were also in like, I want to say like Creed one. They were in that as well. They're his real life pets. That's pretty cool. So I didn't know that. Yeah. He also though, is one of the most unique stories is he was broke. All right. Trying to get that Rocky produced as a movie and he sold his dog to eat. And then wow. basically when he got the contract, went back and paid an outrageous amount of money to wow. get his dog back. Oh, wow. And the movie, it's, I think it's his name's his dog's name is Butkus in the movie. Yeah. yeah it's in the movie. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, wow. What a, what a great story. Yeah. That just gave me the chills. Um, this this lady that I do hot yoga with just told me that her son was out on the beach. Um, I don't know, kayaking or paddleboarding or something. And he's mm -hmm. studying um, marine biology. And he, there was a turtle swimming out there and he could tell that it was not a sea turtle. So he rescued him and brought him in and took him to the local restaurant and got him some carrots and kale. And they found at the restaurant, they found a home for him. Wow. Yeah. But I guess someone, you know, someone probably thought, you know, let's return the turtle to the natural habitat and plopped him in the ocean. And he's like, I'm not an ocean turtle. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm that way when I see, you know, I mean, when I see pets, like our cats were two feral cats and they were, they pulled out of a colony here in Dallas, Texas, and we got them from an adoption agency. And I liked the girl cat, and that was the whole reason I was getting it. But then they said, the message says, well, they were on the site, they were called Van and Vanessa. We call them Fred and Fiona. Okay. Um, but they said, you know what I mean? Vanessa Fond was a very, she's very, very independent girl, but her brother is really dependent on her. So, and he is, he's very, very shy. It took him a long time to warm up to us. And now it's at a point like, you know, he'll come and let us scratch his back, but we couldn't touch him. For, for, you know, the first two and a half months he was here, we couldn't touch him. If we came out to put food in, we had to put food in the dish and then walk away so he'd come to the dish. Yeah. He wouldn't even come near us. But that's when you look at people, you know, people, they don't understand when they're putting their pets in places that they, the pets don't belong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you might like this. My cats are from Texas. Oh, really? Yes. They, they were living in Texas and actually Sassy, my girl, um, got in a, in an accident with a coyote oh, wow. and the coyote actually, um, ate her tail off. And so they, Chance and Sassy came to New York. They, you know, were spayed and neutered. Sassy had her tail amputated and they were put in different foster homes. And then they were not working out at either place. And they reunited in my apartment. 
they were probably like, what the heck? You know, like yeah. <laughs> they hadn't seen each other since Texas and here they are in New York. So the sassy is my fearful one. She's, they say that cats are either two things. They're like meet and greet or um, run and hide. So I have one at each. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, we have a small, like it's 1100 square foot condo. And the first two weeks, yeah, they, they, during the day they were behind the washer and dryer. Yeah. At night they would come out and run all over the house. Yeah, exactly. And it was within two weeks, I think of them being here, they would come out and sit on the, the, you know, the, the balcony edge and look down on us. And my wife was away on a business trip the third week. And that's when uh, Fiona started coming into the bed and when she would lay next to me in the bed, oh. so I would scratch her. Uh-huh. All right. And uh Fred would get on the bed, but he would get he would he would sit in the far corner. He won't wouldn't get up. Now, I mean, one morning Fred woke up and Fred was right there at my face. Nice. He fell asleep there. So apparently he he he's gotten used to us, apparently. So yeah. Um, and my my stunt, my my oldest stepson that, that had the, the original cat, he Sassy. now has a what's it? It's not called a your it's called a oh what it's I can't think of the name of the dog. It's long, long and, and fluffy, and I can't think of the name of oh, it. Oh, dachshund? No, not a dachshund. The dachshund are the tall, the, the long, skinny ones. Yeah. This is um, not Yorkie. No. Yorkies are not that fluffy. They have real hair. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of what this thing. It, like it, an Akita? No. I, my my my. A I, Chow? No. I'm gonna have Chows to go look really it up. Really fluffy. I know. I'm gonna have to go look it up now. But like you know, my wife has a picture when she was a baby. Uh, I used to have a big, uh, big diesel truck. And if we went someplace, she would get in the big diesel truck with me and, and sit right. She would fit right on the console and she would sit right there. Now she's too big for it, but she loved riding in my truck. You know what I mean? And I would go to get like, they'd come over to the house. I'd go to get coffee. Dharma, sure enough, Dharma wanted to go to the truck. Wanted to go in the truck with me to go get coffee. So yeah. Anyway, it's funny how cats and dogs, you know what I mean? We can really get attached to them. And they become our our, our, our world. Um, yeah. Are you doing anything with any pet food companies or is it mainly other stuff for pets? Um, I'm working with a treat company. One, It's called Bow Wow Labs. And it makes a, um, uh, are you familiar with something called a bully stick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bully sticks. So bully sticks are a popular treat for dogs to chew on. Um, but uh, a lot of dogs actually choke on the end of it. Um, so they invented something called the bully buddy. So you take the bully stick and you screw it into the bully buddy and then they can chew on the bully stick until it gets to the very end. And then they won't chew on the nub because it stays locked into the bully buddy. Okay. So that's a pretty cool thing I'm working with. They also make some other treats like crunch puffs and uh, waggy wafers. And I'm also working with a company called Happy Bond, which makes collagen for pets. Um, and they're launching a new pet food um, in a couple months. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's a big pet trade show that we have in the, in the pet industry called super zoo and it's in Las Vegas at the end of August. So they'll be launching the food then. Yeah. I have a friend in Arizona who does like all natural dog foods, but he doesn't do cat foods. Yeah. And I keep telling him, dude, you go to cat foods. I got a whole blog. I, I'll, I'll test it on my cat and then I'll, I'll have, I'll, <laughs> you know, but, um, and I, and, and like, I was surprised. My cat was a very finicky eater. Sefu. There were certain, foods that we would get from he wouldn't eat you know they have those uh is it called fresh pet yeah mm -hmm. all right fresh pet i used to get them like the first time he tried them he liked them but then like they'd sit in the dish and rot and he'd put dry dry food in there and he'd eat the dry food 
Okay. They say cats are pretty picky. I mean, my cats pretty much, you know, they all they eat what I give them. They're mm -hmm. pretty like flexible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're also young. I hope that I hope that stays with them. Well, that which goes to the other area I wanted to go into with pets and cats is that maybe you were representing some companies with cat toys. Oh my gosh, cat toys! Uh, I think I've spent a couple hundred on the two new kids' cat toys. <laughs> so um, my parents um, have no grandkids to their dismay, <laughs> and they so they're accepting the fact that they have grandkitties. So they've been definitely sending some some toys. We have this like. Um, we have this new thing. It looks like a, it look. it's like a, looks like an alien saucer and it has this thing around it. This little thing that spins. They love it. They huh. absolutely love it. But I mean, pretty much they like to play with the laser. Yes, they yes. are ready to play laser. They go p find it, pick it up and like drop it on my feet. And they're like, okay, all right, lady, let's get, let's get the laser going. <laughs> No, no, my, you know, my, and I was just looking to see if I had, I have one laser light on the upstairs and I have one downstairs to be able nice. to play with them. Yeah. And I, and I keep going, I go through batteries on that stupid laser light like you wouldn't believe. But I do have it, I do have it in my pointer for my, for my clicker, for my yep. presentations. I have one in there. So yep. I've used that before too to mess with them. Um, you know, mine, uh, the, the other thing is, is like, I don't let my cats on my countertops, my table. All right. And that the, the hardest thing with these kittens is they're chasing flies now that get in and they want to climb up on the wherever they to get them and yeah, not realize, oh, my that? God, I'm not supposed to be up there until they get, you know, until they get a squirt with a squirt gun. So, yeah. So, OK, I have a squirt gun and um, I used to have a lot of plants and Sassy ate all of them. And I would squirt her with the squirt gun when she would eat the plants. And now she ate the squirt gun. Yeah. <laughs> She is a smart cat. You know, she doesn't, they don't destroy stuff. They just don't, you know, but yeah. they were like, okay, this squirt thing's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine are bottles and I have several of them because number one, watering plants. Number two is, is I have them from when we renovated the condo. Like we had, we, we had those, that old fashioned popcorn ceilings and I used a ton of squirt bottles to wet it and scrape it all off. Mm -hmm. So I have like six or seven squirt bottles in, you know, in the garage. So I just go out and grab them. Um, but yeah, I've never had the cats eat. So, um, we, the one toy we had was it, it you fill it up. It's a, it looks like a little hen and you mm -hmm. fill it up with treats. And okay. when they push it, it'll, it'll cause it to rotate and a, and a treat will pop out the back end. So nice. that was the most interesting one that they had. Other than that, it's, it's like, no, you know, pieces of paper that I crumple up from the desk. They'll dig them out of my trash can and bat them around the house in the middle of the night. Yeah, so. I mean, my cat's favorite place to sleep is on my day planner, <laughs> which is right next to my desk. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, but, you know, you're so how, how many years now are you into representing only pets, pet pets and pet like products? Uh, at least 11 years. 11 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how big is your team now to be able to go out recruiting and get and finding clients as well as representing these clients? Um, I have a small team. I have um, a couple of stay-at-home moms that that work with me, um, but we don't really go after or go out recruiting clients. Pretty much at this point, everything's um, referral-based, so we get a lot of uh, people coming in. I was, I was just like referral, or are they seeking you out right now? Yeah. 
Yeah, both. Because it's like that, I, I would think, uh, you know what I mean? If I had a pet product, I would seek a specific PR firm for that. Yeah. Um, you There's, know, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm an author, all right? And I have tons of authors who go, well, I'm going to go hire a PR firm for my book. And like, I want to go, dude, you better find the right PR firm because 90% of the ones going to use just the PR firm to, to do their book, they yeah. just collect your money and they get nothing from it. And I'm like, dude, you got to find an author-only PR firm. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, there's a there's about five other PR firms that specialize in the pet industry, and we all know each other. We're all friendly mm -hmm. with each other, you know. Um, and um, we've also worked with a lot of authors. Um, and I'm I'm actually an author myself. Uh, my book's coming out November fourth. Um, but we've worked with a lot of uh, published and self published authors, and um, it, there's definitely. Um, you definitely want to find a niche for whatever type of product you're doing, mm -hmm. um, whether it's a book or a pet product or something completely different, because there are nuances in each industry. And, you know, it's pretty easy for me to get a pet product placement, whereas a, a new PR firm who mainly specializes in entertainment or something mm -hmm. is going to there's just going to be a, a learning curve and a time of research and stuff like that. Um yeah, we actually we actually got we often get hired by other PR firms um, when, you know, they kind of find that they're it's a little trickier than they thought it was going to be. Um, we got a couple of years ago, Facebook came out with a TV show. They had like this thing called Facebook Watch mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, they came out with a TV show called. Um, it was like uh, it was a it was a dog show. I forget the name of it right now. But um, it was Facebook Watch and it was this dog TV show and it was like a month long and it had Lisa Vanderpump and um, this big entertainment PR firm wasn't able to get that much coverage. And then so they they kind of partnered with us and we got them a ton of placements mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and that was a lot of fun to work with. Um, do you have, you know, in, in, in working with your clients then, do you have like a an a, a long list of people who own pets or, or are you tapping into databases of pet owners to get, you know, to fill this stuff? No, we're mainly working with the media. So it's mm -hmm. media, mainly media relations. So okay. um, we work with places like pet guide and dogster and Doggington post and um, USA today has a pet column, um, you know, mainstream media that covers pets or pet niche specific publications. Like there's this in the, Pacific Northwest, there's a magazine called Spot. Um, every market has its own little pet section. Um, there's something called Sidewalk Dog, Daily Kibble, um, Pet Age. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's wise that you know all of them, all right? Uh, one of the things that my, my mentor and coach has always um, said to me, and, and he reinforces it because we do like a, a big events for bloggers. and. Mm -hmm. He always says to me, well, did you put out a, a, um, a press release? Uh, you can go, you go to PR, PRweb.com and, and create it. And I'll bet you everybody says, every one, of, every one of the people in his mastermind goes, what's the name of that website that you always say? And I mean, have you heard of PR Web? I'm sure. Yeah. 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 The wires used to be a lot more effective than they are now. Yeah. Um, like 10 years ago, the wires were a great place to put out um, a press release. We say putting it on the wire. Yeah. There's um, PR Newswire and PR Web. Um, 
PR Newswire costs about $900 and PR Web costs like two to $300. Mm-hmm. Um, I find they're a lot less effective than they used to be. Um, it's really kind of, you know, the way we do public relations is um, directly to media contacts. There's no like big blast or like a giant email list or something. Um, it's personalized outreach to, you know, TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. And mm-hmm. that's what I've learned has gotten the, the best coverage. Cool. Well, now you know that you can have a cat person write a blog post about it. So my cat was very opinionated. I wasn't opinionated by my cat. Right, right. <laughs> I'm sure Safu had a lot of opinions. Um, and yeah, I told things that I told things from my cat's perspective and put them so into perspective with the world to make people realize how stupid you're really fighting over the stuff in the news, dude. Uh, I made it I, like my cat was complaining about the squirrels climbing the wall. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Do you realize how dumb that make? I mean, it really made it sound so dumb to make it go, well, you know, why am I fighting over this? It's just like squirrels crawling over the wall. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like, So, uh, you know, that makes me think about something. Um, It's totally unrelated, but I, I used to, in my old apartment, um, I, I left a Snickers out on my, on my kitchen table and, um, next day there's a huge hole in my screen and I'm like, I walk in and I'm like, Oh no, there's been, I've been robbed. You know, my window's been busted in and I even had like a grate on the outside and no, turns out there was a a squirrel who had chewed a hole through my screen and came in to steal the Snickers and the Snickers was like three fourths eaten. And there was all these like little bite marks out of it. And I was like, what the heck? So I threw it away. Somehow I was like, must have been getting some free Snickers somewhere because I did it again. <laughs> I came, you know, put it in the same place. Like came home, threw the Snickers on the kitchen table, and then I caught the squirrel. I like ten minutes later, the squirrel was like in my kitchen on my table, and I started yelling at him. And he grabbed the Snickers and he left. So we have like for well, my 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 coach started this where he actually has for his events. Is he has a squirrel that he sets on the stage? A real squirrel? A, a, well, a stuffed, oh, a stuffed squirrel. squirrel, and he has it there for a reason because he always gets distracted. So he said, "This here's my squirrel. I'm going to let you know why." Because squirrel, <laughs> you remember that movie? I'm like, yep, that's distraction. Is your coach Peter Shankman by chance? No, Craig, <laughs> that Craig, sounds Craig, like something he would do. Yeah, no, Craig Duswalt. I don't know if you know Craig. Craig Duswalt was he's a, he's a, he went to school for marketing. And he spent the first like 10 years of his life after college working for bands like Air Supply and Guns N' Roses. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And now he teaches, he did, he was doing this thing called Rockstar Marketing, talking about, you know, marketing your business using Rockstar techniques. Oh, okay. Just yeah. Like they used to use to fill stadiums. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. So I mean, he's very well known. He's, he's a, a, he's also a very close personal friend of mine now. I mean, I've, I've, I've known him for 10 plus years. So it's, it's like, um, actually fourth of July, he moved to Dallas here from California last year during the pandemic. And he's 15 minutes from my house while I was up at his house on the golf course for the fourth of July party, cool. you know? Um, but he's, you know, and, and like there's actors from LA and, you know, TV personalities from LA hanging out at his house on a golf course and like this tiny little town in Texas, right? Because of who he knows. Um, but same, same idea. So. Um, one of the things that I learned early on with because I do events was getting celebrities involved. 
I'm curious as to whether you're working with or you've got celebrities involved because celebrities are very pet into pets. If you're working with any celebrities with pets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, over the years, um, I've interviewed Howard Stern. He came to um, a pet event that we were doing. Mm -hmm. um, his his wife, Beth O, is a huge pet lover, especially cats. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if you've heard, you know, they have like a whole wing of their house that they de dedicated just for their cat adoption mm -hmm. efforts. Um, so yeah, I've, I've met Beth O and Howard. Um, Beth O did a collaboration with one of the jewelers I was working with that made pet jewelry. Um, that was, that was fun. Um, let's see. Um, oh, my, my, my brain is blanking right now. Um, there's this TV show I used to watch and the, the lead actress, um, tweeted about one of the grooming products I was working with a while ago. And it was like immediate, immediate, um, traffic i mean and then you know we've worked with i've worked with with uh companies like halo pet food where yeah. um one of their like main investors is ellen and you know in order for her to tweet about the company that she kind of owns you know it takes like six weeks and like 800 emails and just like, to get a to get 180 word 180 character tweet oh my god you know so everybody works a little bit differently um uh, right now I'm working with, uh, with happy bond and they've just done some collaborations with Halle Berry uh, mm -hmm. for an elixir for pets. And, um, they're also doing a collaboration with Ziggy Marley for okay. a grooming line cool. uh, for pets. So that's kind of cool. So that, well, I mean, that's, that, yeah, you know, I, and I have a client who's basically, she helps actors and actresses get started. And her whole life, whole thing is that she wants to get into this whole thing with pets. All right. And, and, and has have a pet charity. And I said to her celebrities, the celebrities you know, how many? I mean, I can tell you every celebrity I know personally, and I can tell you who their dog is. You know, right. yeah. because they, again, they these are people who are really passionate about their pets. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and I, I never thought, I never wondered if if that was some of the, the tools you might have used to connect. And you get, trust me, getting Ellen to 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 endorse something—that's a PR person's <laughs> dream and nightmare all at one time. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but th that being said, I mean, you know, over the years, it seems like you put a pr pretty interesting niche here. All right. But I want to go back to the college days, uh, or, or when you're younger, I mean, then again, you're younger compared to me. What is a, any pieces, anybody who gave you a piece of advice or something that has carried you on as like life advice. And I asked that because I had someone when I was 21 years old, I worked part-time at a gas station to supplement my income. And a boss gave me advice on how to run the job, which became life advice. And he said, basically, run this shift like you own this business. And because of that, I've always taken ownership of everything I do. My businesses, my charities, my church, my community. All right. I take ownership. And that became job advice, became life advice. Have yeah. you got anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so when I was working at Muttropolis, I worked for, uh, I was actually two, it was two couples that were partners. And um, I worked directly for Janet and um, she was the, you know, one of the owners and the chief marketing officer and Janet and John had a couple other businesses and they actually came to New York and uh, we were out one night having a drink. And John said to me, um, cause I had just started white gate PR, you know, I was just had gone full time with white gate PR and I was um, 
talked to them just about, you know, about the, the new, new opportunity, new business. And John told me, you know, taking on new clients is like dating. You know, you don't just say yes to everybody. You have to say no. Mm-hmm. And that was really like, that just clicked on something for me, you know, and that was really in the time when I was like working with and all kinds of businesses doing all spreading myself very thin, doing all kinds of things. And it helped me really focus and say, you know what? Yeah. I can't just say yes to everybody. That's crazy. And, um, yeah, that's one of my most valuable pieces of advice. So I'm grateful for him, John yeah. McCulley. It's, it, 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 that's an interesting, you know what I mean? Thing is, is and many people in business don't think of that, uh, Dana, is, you know, don't be everything to everybody. Yeah. Pick a select few and work with them and then, and, and, and then grow out. Yeah. And like, wow, that's, that's, that's huge advice. All right. And I, and as I see, all right, you, you again, you've carved out a niche, <laughs> you know, uh, and that, that there, you can be very successful in that niche because how many people are in it? You know what I mean? And you said, what, there's four other firms? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's something I tell people all the time is like never niche enough. You know, the more yeah. niche you can get, the more specific you are, the more people remember you and the more people are like, oh, you're perfect for this person. And they refer you yeah. when you're just doing everything for everyone. It's like you're doing nothing for no one, really. Yeah. Like me, I only interview the coolest people on the planet. <laughs> so anyway, well, Dana, it's been, it's been really cool having you on the show today and sharing quite a lot of information about what you do. What is a website that people can connect with you? Uh, what's the best place that they can reach out to you? Sure. You can find me at whitegatepr.com. Whitegatepr. Any any reason why we picked the name Whitegate? I'm just curious. <laughs> um, I assume it has something to do with the dog getting out of the gate. I'm just, I'm gay guessing. So um, it's kind of an embarrassing story. I was, um, so I started my, my business two years before I went full-time with it. So I started it part-time while I was still working at Metropolis. And, um, uh, my boyfriend at the time was an entrepreneur and he'd been really trying to encourage me to be an entrepreneur. And, um, so I went down to the treasury department and I, you know, took the paperwork to fill it out, to become a new business owner. I was doing a, a DBA, which is doing business as, um, and it asked, you know, it says, what's your alias? And at that time, you know, I was young, I was in my twenties and I was like, oh, your al- my alias is, you know, your first pet and the streets you grew up on. So I wrote down, my first pet was Bridget the Fidget. She was a rat. And uh, the first street I grew up on was Whitegate. So I wrote down Bridget Whitegate. And then a couple of weeks later, I get the piece of mail in, in, um, in my hand and I'm looking at this and it's like, great, you have your new business registered as Bridget Whitegate. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> that is not what I wanted. I thought you just needed some random alias, like some kind of passcode, you know? So I, I go back down there and they're like, you can change it. You just have to, you have to keep part of it. So I was able to change it to Whitegate PR. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I first started. You're, you know, I don't tell that many people this story because it's embarrassing, but, um, well- Truthfully, though, all right, my wife's, I mean, my wife just started another company last August with a new, with other people who used to be with her in her industry, and they were trying to find a new name. And the old company that she worked for was named after her current company's owner's wife. Okay. They started that company. Uh And like, so the company was called Lori's. The company they have now is named after their daughter, Kelly's. 
And they were like starting this new company. He said, well, I don't want to just call it after someone's name. So they went through everything trying to find a name. Last night, we're sitting on the couch and a commercial comes on for this new, new app for getting concert tickets. And it's called TickPick. I know. I, 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 I'm pretty sure you're thinking what I'm thinking, right? And the guy goes to his friend, oh, look at this. It's a lot. Oh, check it out. We can do this on TickPick, right? And, he, and they're all like, no, right? And then they show the name of it. And I like had to back it up and watch it. My wife goes, trust me, I know. Trying to find a name in 2021, it's not easy. Yeah. Well, we went with Simple Easy Marketing and trademarked it. Nice. Originally, I wanted stupid easy marketing, but someone had that trademarked. Now, I never would have thought of trademarks except for the fact that I had this, I was calling my show, show the Gillette Live Show. The mm -hmm. name Gillette is trademarked. Right. I even never if it's even if it's a different industry. Yes, I was they, still. They got all the trademarks. They have the trademark in the with with the marketing for their products. Yeah, and it's Procter and Gamble owns it. But I never thought about that. I'm like, well, my last name's Gillette. But then, you know, my coach, you know, basically said he used to trade, he was trying to trademark Rockstar Marketing and he couldn't. Yeah. And he basically said, listen, the companies who own this have more money than you and they can afford bigger lawyers. Yeah. yeah. Find something else and move on. Yep. So I did. So anyway. Nice. Well, before we go, uh, you know, uh, Dana, I actually want to play my little game with you called This or That. Okay. You ready to play? I'm ready. All right. I got nine questions, two choices. You pick out which one matches you. Maybe we'll have a discussion about it. Maybe we won't. We'll see. First one, Star Wars or Star Trek? Mm, Star Wars. Star Wars. Like there was just a, on over the weekend, they were playing the whole thing. Did you see it? No. I think it was on. Um, I was busy dancing on the beach. Oh, yeah. But I was wearing a R2-D2 skirt. Yeah. I want, I want, I want the, uh, um, I want the the drone that looks like the Millennial Falcon. That's the mm. drone I want. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't have a camera in it. So, um, how about this one? If you are a person to read a book, or are you something to listen to the audio book or podcast? Oh man, I have to. I like both. So do I. But yeah. Lately, I've been um, reading books. Okay. I'm just going to let that one go. How about this one here? I'm pretty sure uh, it's going to be tough to decide, and that is dog or cat. Cat. <laughs> Me too. I love having grand puppies. I want a cat. Yeah. That cat can take care of itself while I go to <laughs> go out. So let's move on to food products. Hamburger or taco? Ooh, taco. Really? Yeah, I, 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 shocking. I, I thought I was you were going to be a hamburger girl. Being I mean, I, I went to San Diego State. One of, one of the houses I lived in, like our our kitchen window was like connected to the to the 24 hour drive through of a taco stand. It was great. <laughs> Is that the definition of heaven or heaven? I'm just curious there. <laughs> no, it was very convenient. Yeah. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, his, his you know, my coach is his party of the weekend. He had a taco truck parked out in front oh, of his house perfect i'm telling you they're awesome I, yeah and i come out I, I come out and the guys are like i'm like well how much do i owe you and the guy goes no no it's included he, he paid for it for the whole deal so my wife and i are like all right we put a 20 dollar bill in his tip jar i'm like you know dude you're, you're serving tacos we're taking care of you <laughs> um how about this one beer or wine wine 
Why? Red or white? White. White. Yeah. You, you, you're not a Napa person to test out the wines? You know, I don't really drink that. I don't drink that much anymore. I used yeah. to be a beer person, but then I gave up gluten. So I, I guess. I've oh, been yeah, wine. that would be. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I'm, I'm doing a paint project right now and I used to paint cars and I used to always have a like I used to drink like a six pack of beer while I painted a car at night. Mm-hmm. All right. And like I'm painting this, doing this paint project. I'm like, man, we don't have a beer. I'm like, oh, I have a Corona light in my refrigerator. Great. I'm having a Corona light. There you go. How about this? Are you a boots girl or a heels girl? Oh, I don't wear heels. I donated all my heels years ago. I like boots. Boots? You realize, yeah. you know, I'm from Texas and the kind of boots we talking about, right? I have some I have some real boots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now you're a cool girl to me. So yeah. How about dress up or yoga pants? Oh man. I want to say like yes to all of your answers. Uh, I, I'd have to pick, I like to wear dresses with yoga pants. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll pick yoga pants. I like my first, uh, during the pandemic, my first virtual event, suit, jacket, shirt, pajama uh-huh. bottoms. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's exactly me. So, um, no, but I wear jeans everywhere. So it's like, I don't have dress pants and I had to go to a function one time. Um, and it's actually in my speaking contract now because of this that I have to wear jeans to speak. And everybody's like, why do you have that in there? Cause I went to a, uh, I went to a country club one time to speak and I couldn't get in because I had jeans on. And I'm like, I, I don't own a pair of dress pants, period. Yeah. You know, it's just not what I do anyway. Next two are the controversial ones. And let's see which ones and how controversial things are in your household. The next <laughs> one, toilet paper. Over or under on the oh, roll at your house? Right. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, I love you. I really <laughs> love you now. Dana, I've had people on this show who are like, you know, rainbows, unicorns, all love and 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 tranquility. And with and you ask them that question, and fangs come out. They like grow instant fangs. I've seen it. I've seen on their opinions. People. I'm like. Yeah, You're so I mean, lax on everything else in the world, but your toilet paper is like, you know, divide the world over it. As long as there's toilet paper there, I'm pretty happy. It's good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but my last one, boxers or briefs? Um, why is that one so hard? Boxers? <laughs> I had a, I had a. A guy on about four weeks ago, and the guy and I, we had a we had a twenty minute discussion at the end about what we like to wear and why. And I'm like, only I could have a business show and talk with another guy about the underwear we like to wear and don't wear. <laughs> anyway, it was all designed to be a little bit of fun. So, uh, thank you for playing our game. It wasn't that bad, was it? No, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, what? Make sure everybody tells you your website. So it's both uh, the uh, people watching the show on video as well as those who are watching the audio. Tell them it one more time. Sure, it's whitegatepr.com. Whitegatepr.com. Well, I thank you for coming out, uh, you know, and Dana, and spending time with us today and sharing a little bit of your world with our audience. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. So, and to you, the listener, I want to thank you guys for coming in here today. Go check out Dana. If you need your pet product representative, I guarantee you that's probably the best person you're going to connect to. And as you can see, she's pretty fun. So go check her out. In the meantime, I'll be back with another guest real soon. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as you get your podcast where it says Tim Gillette Show. I'll be back soon with another guest. In the meantime, guys, have a great day. Don't work too hard. (laughs) 